Welcome to episode 119 of the first 40 miles. If you're new to backpacking, or if you're hopelessly in love with someone who wants you to love backpacking, then this podcast is for you. We'll talk about the essentials, how to lighten your load, and how to make the most of your time on the trail. I'm your host, Heather Legler. And I'm Josh Legler. And this is The First 40 Miles. Today on The First 40 Miles, we're not made of titanium. Well, some people are, but most of us experience injury that can sideline us from even getting out on the trail. We'll share some ideas that will turn that recovery time into valuable trail prep. Then on the Summit Gear Review, Catadyne rocks the water filtration scene with a collapsible, ultralight, dead simple filter. For today's backpack hack of the week, you'll learn how to get your knife sharp enough to split a hair or a log. All this, and that's about it, today on the first 40 miles. Well, back in November 2016, I started getting some twinges in my lower back, which, of course, I ignored and just powered through it. But the next day, I got up, and the pain was so intense that I started feeling nauseous, and when I stood up, I went to the floor and didn't move until the nausea went away. It was a really scary experience because I'd never had pain so strong that I've experienced nausea before. So I babied my back for a while and I laid flat on my back in my bed with a heating pad underneath it. And I read a lot of websites on how to deal with lower back pain and what you should do, what you shouldn't do. And one of the things I learned is that you can't just wish away lower back pain or just power through it like I tried to do. You really have to treat it seriously. In fact, a lot of pain is your body's way of talking to you. And if someone had something important to say to you, like your husband, wife, mom, if they were talking to you, you wouldn't just walk away. Oh, wouldn't you? Oh, no, you wouldn't. (laughs) You would take it seriously. You would pay attention. And so that's just what your body's doing when there's intense pain. And it can be really frustrating, especially if you love hiking or you love running or you just love trail time. When your body tells you to stop or slow down, it can be really tempting to just ignore it and get on with your life. I remember that morning and I saw you on the floor and just thought that you were doing push-ups, <laughs> doing a little bit of exercise that morning. I didn't realize that you were stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. I was not planning on being on the floor that morning. I feel really sympathetic for people who have chronic back pain because I vividly remember times in my life when I've had back pain. One of those times was in 2005. That's nearly 12 years ago. And I remember that one day I was picking one of our kids up or putting them into a car seat in the car, did it not quite right, and it wrenched my back out of shape. And my back was in pain for the next two to three weeks from just that one moment. And backpackers joke a lot about vitamin I, ibuprofen. Yeah, that'll make the pain, well, it'll make you stop feeling the pain, stop registering the pain in your brain. It doesn't mean that the source of the pain has gone away. That's right. And I definitely did take 
um, a bit of ibuprofen when my back went out just because it was so painful. And vitamin I does have some benefits in that it reduces inflammation. And so that is a good thing, but it's not it's not a long-term solution. And there are other things that you can do to work through whatever is sidelining you, whatever's keeping you from getting out on the trail. And it doesn't have to be just back pain that's sidelining you from the trail. It could be any number of physical ailments. And even though it's frustrating to get the problem figured out and kind of baby your body and work through it, there are some things that you can do while you're sidelined. So whether it's an old knee injury or a bike accident or just an unexplained odd health issue, thank you human body, you might be asking why now? Why this? Why me? But instead of asking why, there are some great things that you can do that can help you on your journey back to the trail. So for today's top five list, we're going to share the top five things that you can learn and do while you're sidelined from an injury. And the number one thing to do while you're sidelined with an injury is to focus on powerful nutrition. So regardless of your health injury or health issue, it's always a good idea to come back to those nutrition basics. Real foods, whole foods, foods that were grown in actual dirt, Focusing on those common sense foods that are the pillars of nutritional health. So greens, beans, grains, legumes, fruits, vegetables, all of those things can increase your health level. And this isn't really a time to quibble over calories or dive into those health food fads. Just resolve today to take your nutrition to the next level. And I think you probably know what that next level is. You know where you're deficient. You know if you're not eating your greens, you know. So where, wherever it is that you're deficient, take that aspect of your nutrition to the next level. And regardless of whether poor nutrition caused your injury, good nutrition helps us to heal. Isn't that great? I love that food is the answer to a lot of problems in the body because food is great. When I was going through my little back pain trial, I did some research and found that there were some really cool foods that help reduce inflammation. Blueberries, ginger, and pomegranates can help reduce inflammation. And they taste a lot better than ibuprofen. They're a lot more expensive, but I think there are a lot of things that are built into food that we don't fully understand yet. That's my own little theory that, yeah, we've kind of targeted all the major micronutrients, but I think there are a lot of things hidden in food, like good things that can help us heal our bodies. The number two thing that you can do while you're sidelined is ask, what can I learn from this? And this is just an incredibly empowering question. When we're not able to do what we want to do and just, you know, take off down the trail, it can be really frustrating. But if you look at it from the angle of what can I learn from this and just be open to whatever that is, you will be amazed. Maybe it's an opportunity to learn about your body. If you have this recurring injury, you can learn about what muscles you can develop that would support your body so that injury is less likely to happen again. Maybe it's an opportunity to slow down and just learn mindfulness. Maybe it's an opportunity to get to the root of the problem once and for all. 
or maybe it's an opportunity to go to a physical therapist and learn how to ask for help. There are just all sorts of things that you can learn when you're sidelined with an injury. Last episode, we talked about overcoming a bad attitude, and this is one of the methods you use. When I have a bad attitude sometimes, you chime in with, well, what can you learn from this? (laughs) And sometimes I'm not quite ready (laughs) for that question. I can see how that would be a little irritating, maybe. (laughs) But it's a valuable question. It really is. Yeah. I, I enjoy asking it myself. It's how I get through a lot of little trials and bumps in life. You're always trying to find meaning or or a takeaway or something you can learn from the experiences that you have. That's just a big part of who you are. Well, I think it's because I feel if I don't learn it the first time, it's going to happen again. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit of fear. (laughs) The third thing that you can do while you're sidelined is practice gratitude. After my lower back pain affected my ability to sit, stand, walk, and sleep, I was so grateful for each day that brought greater mobility and increased comfort. And gratitude, boy, it's one of those things we know that it's good for us, but it's so hard to do in the moment because you're just so overwhelmed by this pain or this inconvenience or discomfort. But gratitude is really a great antidote to whining. It's tempting to whine through the pain, but if you can practice gratitude, it will help get you through this temporary setback, and then you'll be back out on the trail. The number four thing you can do while you're sidelined from an injury is to support your recovery through movement. When you have an injury, a certain amount of rest is necessary, but too much rest is harmful. That was really confusing when I hurt my back. Every MD-type website said that. When you hurt your lower back, rest, but don't rest too much because you don't want your muscles to atrophy. So you want to keep using your body, making sure you get good circulation, but you don't want to stress areas that are already stressed. You may have to talk to your doctor about this, but I was able to support my recovery through doing yoga, and I just found a 30-day challenge on YouTube with Yoga with Adrienne. She's charming and just a great teacher for people who are completely new to yoga. And just doing those slow movements where you get to know your body was really helpful in my recovery process. And one of the benefits that came from doing yoga is that it's all about mindful movement. So really listening to your body You may not be able to do all of the moves and poses, even in just beginning yoga, when you're um, experiencing an injury, but you can still participate in some way and get the circulation going, and that can really aid in recovery. And the last thing that you can do while you're sidelined with an injury is to practice good body mechanics. Good body mechanics can help you avoid future injury and that daily muscle fatigue. So bending at your hips and your knees when you need to pick something up off the ground rather than arching your back to bend down to the ground. Or standing with your feet spread apart from each other a little bit so you have a more stable posture. Right. And then just being aware of your posture in general, you know, keeping your back, neck, pelvis, and feet aligned. And being aware when you're hunched over, especially when you're hunched over a keyboard, because that 
I think we could do for hours and hours, you know, that hunched position to kind of we're, we're closed. And if you just kind of open yourself up, push your shoulder blades back and lift your head up and take a couple of breaths. A lot of times that breath can just kind of uh, reawaken the body and put it back into natural alignment. So all of these ideas that we've talked about today can help you on your path to recovery, but sometimes a speedy recovery isn't in the plan. Sometimes a long, slow learn is what we're supposed to experience. And the great news is that regardless of which path you're on, you can take all of that knowledge and strength with you next time you're able to hit the trail. For today's Summit Gear Review, we will be reviewing the Catadyne Bee-Free Water Bottle and Filter. The Catadyne Bee-Free is a water filter that has a soft-sided water flask attached to it. So you can store your water in this squishy water bottle, and it has a lid so that you can use it like a water bottle, and it has a filter inside of it, so it cleans out all the water. It's a really great combination. The flask is completely collapsible, which means that the Catadyne Bee Free takes up very little space in your pack when it's empty. The water bottle, the squishy water bottle that's attached to this filter is made by Hydropack. It's the Hydropack Soft Flask, which is made of super durable TPU, also known as thermoplastic polyurethane, and is 100% PVC and BPA free. The filter in the Catadyne Bee Free has a hollow fiber membrane. This is the style of filter where you fill up the quote-unquote water bottle, that soft-sided flask, with the unfiltered water. And then the water gets filtered as it comes out, either as you're sucking the water out through the opening of the water bottle or as you squeeze this soft-sided flask to push the water out. And you know, the flask is not crinkly. It's kind of nice. Yeah, it's kind of that... A pretty soft sort of uh, right. feel to not, it. It's not like a potato chip bag. The Catadyne Bee Free filters two liters a minute. It removes bacteria, cysts, sediment, and can be used with cloudy water, which UV light purifiers can't be used with cloudy water. It filters up to 1,000 liters, depending on water quality, of course. And because this has a half liter water bottle attached to it. It's really best for solo use. However, you could also switch out the bottle that it comes with for the Hydropack 3 liter. It's called the Hydropack Seeker 3L, which is also a soft-sided flask, but it holds three liters of water. So if you want to use this on a trip with lots of people, it would totally work. You would just need a bigger flask. That's the biggest limitation with this filter and its flask. A half liter. That's what, two cups of water? And so I can drink that pretty much all at once, you know, if I'm thirsty on the trail. And, and now it's empty just from one water stop. So uh, I think that's a great idea if this is going to be your go-to filter. I mean, you could bring this along and you could then squeeze the water out of this into a larger bottle like a Nalgene. But I think it makes a lot of sense also to bring that larger Hydropack, the three liter flask. And now you can fill it up with plenty of water. It's going to last through the day. For mass, the Catadyne Bee Free with this uh, half-liter Hydropack flask weighs 1.9 ounces, or 57 grams. It's about 9 inches long, and then it has, I guess, a slightly kind of oval, oblong shape that at the widest point is uh, just under 3 inches. 
One of the things that you're going to love about the Catadine Bee Free is that it has a really easy to clean membrane. So instead of back flushing with a syringe, all you have to do is fill up the Bee Free with water and shake it or swish it. You could even unscrew the filter and kind of wave it around in the water in a clean stream and that should loosen the debris. Just don't let the filter freeze. And this is true of all hollow fiber membrane filters. Don't let it freeze. That means that if it's a really cold night, you're going to need to put the filter in a little plastic bag and stick it in your sleeping bag with you. And then for maintenance at home, you'll just need to unscrew the filter and let the flask and the filter dry out. Then you can store it. For investment, the Catadine Bee Free water bottle and filter is $40, but a replacement filter is only $25. So if you already have a HydroPack soft flask, which has the same opening size as the water flask that's attached to this filter, then you could just get the replacement filter and put it on your existing HydroPack. As far as trial goes, the size and the weight are fantastic. It makes filtration so convenient, so lightweight, and um, I love the fact that the water bottle collapses down. Another thing that I love about this is that Catadine was really smart with who they partnered with. HydroPack is a really great company that makes really tough reservoirs. The material that they use is incredibly durable and flexible. I've seen it stepped on with water in it by a six foot tall man and it didn't pop or puncture. Um, but I would say if you're feeling a little bit uh, nervous about having a soft sided water bottle, then definitely throw in some repair tape like tenacious tape or duct tape just in case. Some people say that they've noticed like a plasticky taste when they're first using a TPU soft-sided flask. I didn't notice that in the Bee Free, and I'm kind of sensitive about those kinds of things. So uh, it, from what I've read, it typically subsides over time, but you may not even notice it at all. When I used the Bee Free on a recent trip, I just brought a two liter water bottle and the Catadine Bee Free and I used both the water bottle and the Bee Free for water storage. We also tested the Catadine Bee Free for leak proofness and we found that when the cap and the filter were screwed on all the way and not over tightened, it was watertight, so no leaks or drips. The Bee Free almost completely empties with each round of filtering. There's only about two tablespoons left in the bottle when you're finished filtering. There's the flask, of course, and there's the filter. The filter screws onto the flask, but then there's a basically a cap that screws on to the very top of the filter. So you've got a flask, you screw the filter on, you screw the cap on, and then when you want to drink water, you can pop the top on that cap and suck the water through that opening. But you can also completely unscrew the cap and remove it just like you would from a, a disposable water bottle. And when you do that, um, then you've got an opening that's completely unobstructed. You can actually see the filter element down inside there and the water can just come straight out with no restriction. Well, other than the restriction of the filter itself, but that's <laughs> the whole point. <laughs> so there is a small difference in the flow rate when you unscrew that top, but not really enough to be worth the risk of accidentally leaving that clear bottle top next to the creek when you're done filtering. The Catadine Bee Free is a really great option for water filtration. It's lightweight, it's portable, it's crushable, it's durable, and the filter can be cleaned on the trail, and it's just easy to use. 
For today's backpack hack of the week, a Sharpie Sharp knife. Sharpie Sharp sharp knife. This is an awesome hack that you can do regardless of what injury has sidelined you. And it is guaranteed that you will have the sharpest knife on the trail by the time you are done with this hack. So what you do is you get a Sharpie and before you sharpen your knife, you color the blade the edge of the knife with a black Sharpie. I mean, I guess you could use any color you want, but for demonstration purposes, we are using a black Sharpie. And the reason you do this is because when you sharpen your knife, you'll be able to tell exactly where the blade has been sharpened. As you sharpen it, you'll actually rub off through the sharpening process, the Sharpie that you colored on your knife. And now you know why they're called Sharpies. (laughs) That's not true. Oh. That's not true at all. (laughs) (laughs) Trail wisdom? Yeah, yeah, we're in need of some trail wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll leave you today with a little trail wisdom from our good friend on the trail, Louis L'Amour, the famous Western writer. Western writer. Oh, not horse rider? Like a Western rider? Yeah, I mean, he may have been a rider but he was definitely a writer. He said, I think I am in this world to find beauty in lonely places. I think this is a great quote for today because sometimes injury can feel like a lonely place, but it can also be a place where we find beauty, strength, growth, and patience. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you've been sidelined from a backpacking trip, share your story at thefirst40miles.com slash story. We'll see you next time on The First 40 Miles. this one or do you want me to do it um i could do it but this is so much you oh okay oh (laughs) yeah it is yes yeah confused you're right okay (laughs) and i use both the water bottle and the be free for waddle for waddle for (laughs) oh boy